When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, welcome to the Talk Republic podcast. The following episode is an audio recording from a live broadcast we did on our Facebook page. During the chat, you will hear questions from the audience and even shout outs we give to the people that attended. If you want to be a part of the live broadcast, please make sure you follow us on Facebook so you don't miss a thing. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. Welcome to the Talk Republic. Today we have an amazing guest. You guys are going to be able to ask questions if you are listening to the podcast episode. Just, you know, just listen along. But if you are joining us live, feel free to connect with us, ask questions, interact and all that good stuff. As I said, an amazing um, guest with all of us today. His name is Fran Bologna. He's currently in Paris. I'm so jealous, Fran. So jealous. And he's better known as the Paris photographer. So, Fran, how are you doing today? Thank you for the introduction. Um, I'm doing really great, Carolina. And I wanted to actually thank you for the opportunity to have you know, to be able to share with your uh, followers and to share with you. And uh, I know that it's going to be a conversation, but could we set a goal for this conversation? I could love we, goals. Could we say that at the end of the conversation, we both have to grow a little bit? So I don't only want to show to share myself, but I also want to learn from you. Oh, I love this. Yes. Challenge Perfect. accepted. I love it. <laughs> so well, I don't I don't necessarily want it to be a challenge. I want it to be uh, more than an interaction, more than a conversation. But, so well, we can have a go. I am excited. I like this. I like where this is going already. We have Bio. I can't say that last name. Sorry, Bio Montenegro. I don't know. I'm really bad with my French, but hi, Bio. Welcome. And again, you can invite your friends and you can do this very easily. There is a share button at the bottom. Oh. And you can also type, <clears throat> type, uh, tag people on the comments so they they know they know that we're having this conversation so i just want to ask a question to all of you that are watching us live i just want to make sure that you can see us and hear us so just drop on the comments a yes so we can start this amazing conversation although i'm looking at this here i think we're good i think we're good all right friends so let's start right at the beginning introduce yourself who are you let me quickly share this. I just shared it on my Facebook too. Awesome. So I'm going to jump back to our conversation. Um, well, my name is Fran. I'm a photographer and I would say entrepreneur also. And I'm based in Paris, France. And I'm living here with my wife and our eight-month-old baby. She just turned uh, eight months two days ago. And it's a new and exciting life. And what can I say about me? Well... I'm originally from Romania, from a region called Transylvania. I'm pretty sure you heard of Transylvania, right? I don't really like garlic, so that's out there, you know. Um, and uh, I have a background in science. I have a PhD in science, so I'm a, a little bit of a geek, okay? And, so you're actually a doctor, as we call it in America. Yeah, it's a PhD, and it's not Pizza Hut delivery, you know, PhD, <laughs> right? So I ended up in Paris. I did my PhD in Lille in the northern uh, part of France. And I ended up in Paris because this is where I found uh, a consulting job. Okay. Yes. So, so you... tell me. 
you weren't even a photographer when you moved to Paris. You were just like a business-oriented guy. True. That's correct. And it's actually, you know, it's Paris that got me into photography in the first place. Because when I moved to Paris in 2011 and I was just going around everywhere, you know, have you been to Paris? I have been to Paris, one of my favorite cities. Well, yeah, I heard that a lot. <laughs> it, and it's true because, it, you know, it you have architecture, you have history, and you have beauty everywhere you go. And, you know, everywhere I was going, I felt like I need to take a photo. I want to take a photo. And I arrived to a, a, a you know, a moment in my life where I could afford a really good camera, you know, and I bought a camera, a lens, and I started learning about it and very soon i became so passionate and uh especially on the technical aspects you know I, I was a geek you know so i'm learning about that i was learning about it and i became super uh passionate about it but um it took a while until i transitioned from you know a hobby um into you know a real business so and let me break this down for a second which year was this this was, I moved to Paris in 2011. I think I bought my first camera in 2012. Okay, so 2012. So you, the first thing that you did, you like started just photographing Paris as a city. Buildings, yes. beautiful locations. When did you start photographing people? Were there your friends? Who were these first people that you photographed? Huh, good question. Well, I don't remember exactly, exactly the dates, but uh -huh. uh, there were several things that, that happened. Uh, so I was going to like parties. I was taking photos of friends and even a, a couple that they're actually not together anymore, but they were not <laughs> married or anything. And I took their photos and that, those photos, it, I don't even have them actually. And it would have been very useful to have them because now I can compare them. I can look back and you, you can even show it to other people like, hey, I was, I sucked. I used to be a very bad <laughs> photographer, you know, because, and, and that's a risk, you know, any, anytime you're, you know, you're starting something new, you're kind of a fool, mm -hmm. right? You're kind of a beginner and you have to learn, you have to go through that. And even if you're ashamed, it's, it's fine. You have to go through it and, you know, grow. So, you know, I was walking through Paris and I, I noticed that there were Asian couples that, that were taking photos and like brides and grooms in, in Paris. And, and I was looking at it and it was like, Oh, that's interesting, you know, but I would have never imagined that I was, I will be able to uh, do that for a living, for example. So there were, I think two major things that happened in my life that led me uh, into this business. And the first thing was I had a, a good friend who's a wedding photographer back in Romania and who came to Paris with a couple, uh, you know, they were dressed up in bride and groom mm -hmm. and they took photos uh, in, in the city and I assisted him. And it was, it was a really beautiful evening and we were by the, by the Trocadero, by the Eiffel Tower, you know, mm -hmm. the carousel, they, they were on the carousel. I was holding uh, a lamp with one of my hands and I was taking photos with my little camera with the other hand and something clicked in me. And I told myself, you know what, I like this. I want to do this more often. And uh, that was an, a moment that, you know, made me think about getting more into couples photography and doing that for more. But um, I think that the biggest change or the biggest, how to say, um, impact on my career was the moment I met Cengiz. Cengiz from Which is my mentor. Well, he was my mentor too. <laughs> he was a, I think he was the most uh, important influence in my career as a photographer. He kind of shaped me as a photographer. So uh, I was following him on Facebook and he posted a message at one point that he's in, in, in the airport somewhere in Canada and he's flying into Paris with a couple for a 28 hours Paris engagement adventure. And mm -hmm. I was like, what is that? What is that adventure? What do you mean? And then I wrote him, you know, if you need an assistant, you know, I would be uh, delighted to to come along. And he told me, okay, come Thursday evening to the Moulin Rouge. We're going to start with the champagne shower. I was like, wait, what? And I was like, should I bring a camera? He's like, bring whatever you want. So I assisted him and I discovered a very different way of uh, looking at you know, photography and uh, interacting with the clients. And it was a whole different world to me. So we became friends after that. And uh, he helped me grow a lot as an artist. And we even became partners. We created Kiss Me in Paris together. And um, there was a fun uh, ride. It was really interesting. So 
that was in 2013. And then in 2014, um, well, I started, I started learning. I started reading about how to build a website, how to do marketing, how to do uh, SEO, um, how to be good on Facebook. There was no Instagram at that point. Or I mean, like, not at the level we mm-hmm. have Instagram right now. And um, in March 2014, I managed to book four photo shoots. Then in April, I managed to book 18. In May, I booked 24. And in June, I quit my job. So it you, happened... mean, you mean you book an extra 24 or like 24 in total for the year? That, that month. That month. Oh, so maybe... Holy wait, moly. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was like exponential. It was very fast. You know, everything happened very fast. So, uh, but that was, that was in 2014. So um, if I have to uh, tell you what we do right now, because if you are surprised, it means that uh, you're going to be even more surprised about what we do today. And this no, is why definitely. I'm actually very... I, I mean, me. you're, you, I've been, which is, you don't know this because this is the first time that we talk, but like the moment that, Sh- that you contacted Shengis, like Shengis was mentoring me at the same time. So he oh. was like, oh, I'm going to Paris and this guy is going to help me. And then like, I saw kind of like <laughs> a little bit of the progression. He's like, oh, now we're going to be partners in Kiss Me in Paris. And then it was like, oh, now he got this like super cool name that is like the Paris photographer. So like while you were doing all this, like Shengis and I were talking about you at the same time, which I thought it was fascinating because you yeah. did a couple of things that were super smart. And I want to break down this a little bit just so people get kind of like an idea of where you were, where you're going and how your business has really like I have never seen a business grow that fast in the photography industry. <laughs> really? The first thing that you did, which is, I think, super clever, you got the URL that is called the Paris Photographer. I don't know how you got that. I don't know how nobody ever thought about that, which is super smart because you you got pretty much what people is putting in Google, right? People go to Paris. It's the city of romance, the city of life. Everybody wants to be photographed at the Eiffel Tower. So you took that and you're like, I'm going to monetize this idea which I thought it was brilliant. I don't know why nobody had ever done that before. So super smart. Thank and then you. we started using, you know, because you have a good plan and you, you know, all, I mean, Paris is beautiful and all that. You start using all that to like really target people that were not French, right? Because that's the majority of your, con- of your clients are coming from out right. of the country to be photographed in Paris. Correct. Yes. So actually I built a strategy that on one hand is attracting existing clients. Mm-hmm. So meaning, and it's a big market, by the way, it's like, it's Paris. Damn. It's like the, the most romantic city in the world. So on one hand, I was attracting existing clients, people who are already looking for a Paris photographer. And that's where I had the, the idea of, you know, choosing a brand name that, was making a statement. I'm the Paris photographer. And that that's also good motivation because, you know, I had to work hard to live up to that name. You know, I had to become that artist. I was not there. I was hoping to get there. I don't even know if I'm there right now because in our heads, you know, we're never where the reality is. So um, that was a good motivation. And, but in the same time, what I also did, and I developed this gradually, I, cre- I started creating the market. And if you want, I can give you examples. We can get into the business, you know, like, or like, yeah, the, the business later <laughs> if you want, or uh, because I, I still want to keep a certain structure to our conversation. Yeah, definitely. No, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, just to give you a hint, that's Pinterest. So Pinterest is huge for our business. And on Pinterest, we are touching visitors or people who are not necessarily looking for a photographer and we give them the idea of, hey, you know, when you're traveling to Paris, you can go to restaurants, you can, you can, if they're looking for a place to stay or stuff like that, things to do in in Paris, we give them the idea, hey, you know, you can actually take romantic photos in Paris and we can help you. We know a great photographer, right, you know, so it's 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 an important part of our business. I think those were two steps that um, I did right at uh, that time. I'm not so convinced that the name itself, you know, the Paris photographer is that strong, and it's it was that smart to do that because uh, maybe a name like Kiss Me in Paris is much more uh, 
remember you can remember it you know so and everyone can choose a name that has paris photographer in it now there there's so many photographers that have like my paris photographer a paris photographer uh your paris photographer and with with different variations to the url so if if i would have to do it again i would not necessarily choose the paris photographer i would choose something that is uh different and that sticks to people's uh memory I think, uh, and just to like make a little parenthesis here in our conversation, uh, just as a branding point of view, I myself, I think it's brilliant just because it is so basic, then that's exactly mm. what people are looking for, right? When people are looking for photos or for a photographer, sometimes, you know, something, let's say as, I don't know, romantic photos in Paris or something like that might not be what they're looking for. They just like a straight, like the brain is quite simple. What do I need? A Paris photographer. So yes. for a marketing strategy, I think that that is completely brilliant. I think that the only thing that you should have done at the time is like buy all those URLs that were like a variation of the Paris photographer. It's true. <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay. he, he's a funny story, Carolina. Um, my first website was called, are you ready? Ready. Romanticphotographyinparis.com. <laughs> that was it. And, and I changed that to the Paris photographer afterwards because I, you know, I was learning about marketing. So, so brilliant. So okay. let's, let's keep track of this conversation. So you booked 24 clients that month. That was mm -hmm. then, that's, that was 2012, 13? 14. 2014. Okay. So 2014, yes. that's when you quit your PhD job, your corporate mm -hmm. job, and you decided to be a photographer. I'm going to jump back <laughs> to today just so we can go back and start kind of like from the beginning so that yeah. was then you were the only photographer 24 shoots in a month which is bonkers a lot of work today you have a team of six photographers and this year alone you have booked how many clients okay so wait wait i will tell you exactly <laughs> how many because it's actually a very special number and uh, i'm going to do a, an insta story after we finish our conversation because uh, we want to offer something to the couple that today booked the thousand photo shoot for this year. So a thousand photo shoots in a year. Yes. Yes. This is amazing. This, yes. This year we booked a thousand, a thousand one, no, two, a thousand two photo shoots. We booked two other shoots today uh, <laughs> after that. And it's a special couple. So I asked them their photo and, and I want to, they don't know exactly for what. And I'm going to post an Insta story, and I'm going to offer we're going to offer them the uh, a beautiful album, a very elegant uh, album for because they're special. <laughs> Mar marketing at its best. You're like a marketing machine over there, and I love it. So, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, or if you're watching this video, and if your mind is blown, like how did you get there? That's what we're going to do. We're going to backtrack all the steps that you did to get to where you are today. So. Okay. Fantastic. My mind is blown just to think about of a thousand photo shoots. Like I couldn't even handle this. And but, here, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address a little question that I think it's quite crucial to this point of the conversation. Carlo asked, Fran, how do you manage to keep up with your personal schedule? You have a little one, business meetings, marketing, and dealing with one-on-one -on -one issues, and still be passionate about your work without getting dragged with all the issues. That's such a great question, Carlo. Was that only one question? Or <laughs> That's only one questions? question. <laughs> so the question is, how do you, how do I balance work and, and life. personal life, especially now since the baby arrived? Especially now. And how do you don't get overwhelmed with like the business aspects of it and continue to be passionate about it? It's a lot of questions in one. I know. It's true. And I think we're getting a little bit of a ahead of our conversation. Oh, because, okay. Well, but, but. But I think that it's a, it's a good question. Um, I'm very competitive. So I think that's one of the main motivation. But then the other thing is that I'm doing something that I'm very passionate about. And, you know, uh, when, when we were talking, when we were discussing before the, the podcast, you know, you asked me, like, if I could, um, uh, what was the question? If I could give a, uh, one advice to the photographer, you know, mm -hmm. To a photographer who's trying to build a team or grow his business and um, one of the things that i wanted to recommend was to to someone who's starting out to not look for something that they like only 
So, you know, people tell like, you should do something, uh, you, you should, in your life, you should do something that you like, and you're not going to consider it as work because it's passion and all that. And well, that's partially true because I think that it's more important to, to do something meaningful, try to do something meaningful that involves things that you like. Okay. So for example, I like to take photos. I love to take photos. Okay. But in order to build a business that is successful in photography, to make a living out of photography, I have to do so many other tasks. I have to do, uh, I have to do marketing. I have to get clients. I have to communicate with the clients. I have to prepare the shoots. I have to go out and shoot. I have to edit the photos. I have to do the design of the album if we're delivering an album and handle all the post, uh, you know, post shoot uh, conversation. Uh, and those are a lot of things that involve, uh, there, are, there are a lot of activities that involve uh, something that I don't necessarily like. I don't like spending time answering emails, but I have to do it because it's part of the meaningful thing that I'm doing, which is helping people uh, have beautiful souvenirs. And I'm enjoying it because I, I, have to, I can take photos meanwhile, you know? So I think that it's much more than just doing something that you like. And then uh, finding balance between work and uh, personal life, it's still something that we're working on and I'm working on. I, I have to be honest, it, 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 it doesn't feel like it's a balance. So we're learning. I think that's something that as anybody that is, you know, has a business and a family, I don't think that we can be always 100% like, oh, 50-50, I manage it completely. There's going to be seasons when you're really busy and you bring more attention in your business and your family takes a toll. There is some other seasons when you are more focusing your family and your business takes a backseat. So I think that is as an advice for people that are listening to this is like, give yourself grace. Don't judge yourself. You're doing your best and not everything is going to stay the same forever. Things are going to change. So, True. you know. Yes. True. Even people change, you know. So. Exactly. All right. So let's get back to this. I'm super excited. So when did you decide it? At what point you decided that you're like, you know what? I need, I need some help around here. I need a team. When did you like thought about like my business is growing? Maybe I need to grow it a little bit bigger. How was that decision? I think it, it, it came gradually. It evolved naturally. So, um, so <laughs> I was doing around between 300 and 350 shoots a year into, after 2014, right? 2015, 16. I worked a lot. I worked really, really hard. And I was editing myself. And I, I realized that I could not deliver photos on time and also prepare my shoots and shoot uh, on time. And, you know, what was the, the most difficult part of it is that we are taking most of the pictures very early in the morning at sunrise. Okay. Sunrise in Paris between month the months of May, June, July, it's at 5.45. I was waking up at 4.30, uh, going out shooting at 5.45, you know, and uh, coming back, spending the rest of the day uh, working on the office, in the office, and then going out sometimes shooting in the evening, going to bed, you know, and, and the sunset. So you were, do you, were you were doing the editing, you were doing everything yourself? Yes, in the beginning, yeah. First year I was doing everything by myself. And very, very quickly I, become, I became overwhelmed. And I realized that I cannot offer a, quality, a service of a very good quality if I'm trying to do everything myself. And um, it was very tough, you know, to, um, to transition towards the business. And uh, I think that the most, how to say, the, the, my biggest fear, I had, you know, two fears. One of them was that uh, if I hire someone to do uh, something that I do, he's gonna, he or she will not do it as good as I would do it. Okay. Which is totally wrong because, well, it might, I might, it might be right on some aspects, but it's totally wrong on many other aspects. And I'm going to give you an example. But the other thing that I wanted to uh, say was um, I had this impression that the Time that I'm spending I, or I would spend to train someone, which is like uh, I was talking to Jasmine Starr and she told me like, friend, you're going to spend five times more you know, time on training someone than if you would do that yourself. And it's so true. Um, and I was afraid that that's going to be time lost. And it's not. And so good. I'm going to get to that. But first, I want to handle this part about, you know, doing things 
better than someone that we train. And uh, I realized that in the in time that now we have a team of editors, right? And my main editor, he edits way better than I would do it because he spent several hours a day editing. He's an expert. I don't spend time editing. So of course he's going to do the job better than I do it. So it's totally wrong to think that if I shoot, I edit, I do everything, it's going to be done better than uh, someone who specializes in that. Oh, no, no, not true. And I learned it from my experience. Sometimes we have, and I said that for myself too, like we have a little bit of a hard time letting go because the business is our baby. And we're like, we want to do everything. And as you said, like, if you do everything, you're going to get a burnout. You don't have time to grow your business because instead of, you know, spending time doing marketing or whatever you need to do to like actual make an impact in your business in the long term, you're doing the tasks that are not making that impact. Like, editing or like answering emails, whatever the case is. So true. Yes. But you see, Carolina, I think this is something that is innate to us. Yes. It's like you can, you can find it's the problem is we have to uh, sacrifice something in the now. Okay. Which is like our precious time. Our time is precious. We have to sacrifice it now so that we can have a gain that is uncertain in the future. We don't even know what we have to gain. And this is a problem. If you look even in like, uh, in the Bible, like like all the stories in, in the world, like the Cain and Abel uh, stories, you can find it there, you know, to sacrifice, the, to do the instant gratification, like to sacrifice the now for something in the future that we don't even know if it's good, you know, and, but that, that is actually, uh, it is the case, we should do that, because uh, we might spend time training someone today, and we're going to spend a lot more time than if we would do the task right now, ourselves, but in the future, having that person doing that job for, not for us, for in our business, right? Because it's not the right expression, will help us free time for things that are valuable and that can really, really, really grow our business. It's so true. It, and that's, that's the way to grow the business. Yes. So let me ask you a practical question. This is something that I think comes across a lot when you, People start thinking, I need to grow my business. The first question, and I think this comes out of like the way the brain is wired, scarcity, I don't know, but I think that we all have gone through this. It's like, well, first of all, what if I waste my time training somebody that is going to leave once I teach them all the stuff that I know? And two, what if they turn around and take my business? I don't want this to happen. How do you manage those thoughts? Well, it happened to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, but here's the deal. Uh, I think that, you know, a business and business relationships uh, are just like relationships, like normal relationships, like romantic relationships. Nobody guarantees you that the person that you are spending your time with or your partner will stay with you your whole life. Or it's like you can, you can offer something for that person, right? That person gives you something in return and you find a way to live together and see if you are compatible. I think that in the business, it's the same thing. So yes, and, and, and I have a story have, and she's a very good friend of mine, by the way, now. And well, we were always friends. So I spent a lot of time with her. I trained her and then she joined our team. She worked for a few months. And then, you know, I could tell that she was very talented and she was very ambitious. Somewhere deep inside me, I knew that at one point she's going to, you know, spread her wings and she's going to fly away. And she went on her own and now she has her own business and she's in the same market as we are. And that's totally fine, you know, and we're friends because the, I think there's an, enough place for everyone. And it's up to us to be smart, innovative, and always one step ahead of the competition. And well, how do you do that? Well, you spend time growing your business, right? Uh, Definitely. We have to do that. And uh, then even that will not necessarily guarantee that the person will stay with you or will stay with you with a lot of time. But there are a few things that you can do. And you know what? I, I actually put down a few uh, lines in my notes. Let me quickly see where did I wrote down because I think that this is actually very important because this was a learning lesson for me. You know, it was a, it was a very intense. Think, do you feel that after going through that experience, uh, I mean, you, you think that you handle it really mature, you know, you're like, we're still friends. There is a space for everybody in the market. Do you think that you were a little bit bitter? You're like, 
I don't want to teach somebody, you know, I don't want to share all my knowledge with somebody, the next person that comes or, or was just like, listen, it's part of life. And I just have to continue being my true self. And if I am a generous person, that's who I'm going to continue to be. Well, it's, I would say it's almost as you described it in the second part, (laughs) not precisely because, you know, we all have feelings and we feel things, right? And Uh of course I did felt a little bit, you know, resentment, but um, I do love to share. And if someone comes and and tells me like, friend, can I come along to one of your shoots? And by the way, this is how I actually started to um, not recruit. What is the best uh, word? This is how I started to uh, grow my team. I had Joanna, for example, she was the first artist that joined the Paris photographer with me. And she's a very good friend, friend of ours. And she told me, you know, she started learning photography. And at one day she told me like, can I come along to some of your shoots? And, and I told her, of course, come with me. And I would need an assistant, you know, and she came along and uh, she started, she enjoyed it. And I taught her everything that I know. I thought of the way I think. You have a question. I feel <laughs> no, yeah, I do have a question because this is something that in America, I don't know how it's handled in France. In America, when people have a team, let's say a team as big as yours, people have contracts in place. And some of the mm-hmm. contracts is like, you are working for me and you can leave at any point. But once you leave, you cannot be a photographer or have like a photography business for a year, two years, like, it's whatever they put on the contract. Do you guys have that in France or that's just like kind of scarcity mentality that we have here in America? I think we, we have it in, uh, in France too. Now, it might be a surprise, but this is what we have in place. Okay. I have a contract with a photographer where I'm encouraging them to take on their own clients too. Okay. Yes, awesome. because you know what? Um, I'm, my job... This is how I see it. My job is to get as many clients, as many photo shoots for my photographers. Okay. That's my duty. That's what I'm spending every day on. That's why I'm, you know, spending time on the business and they're going to work on, you know, photo shoots. And maybe I should tell you a little bit what kind of photo shoots we do because uh, people, the people who are listening, they, they, they might think you're like, oh my God, like a thousand events. That's, that's a lot. But it's not only weddings that we do. So we mainly do Paris photo shoots. This is our niche. So, and these shoots vary from like just for fun photo shoots to um, surprise proposals, to engagement photo shoots, to um, honeymoon, uh, maternity, baby announcement, you know, pregnancy, baby moon photo shoots, right? Because that's a thing. We did it in New York. (laughs) Yes. And well, isn't it a great idea to come to Paris uh, on your baby moon and take some photos and have souvenirs of you when you look, uh, you know, uh, you're pregnant and you look the most beautiful because you don't smoke, you don't drink and your skin is perfect. (laughs) Isn't that the most perfect moment? And then um, we do also wedding anniversaries. You know, the couple that I photographed, I think I should not say the oldest couple. What would I say? The couple that celebrated the the highest wedding anniversary. Mm -hmm. It was for 50 years. They were both, the couple was in their 70s. It was, it's magical. What we do, the business in which we are, it's incredible. So we do all all these photo shoots and I lost my train of thought. What was I talking (laughs) about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we do... uh, all kind of photo shoots. We do also weddings that range from elopements where the couple just escapes to Paris to get married and has an efficient, you know, and have, they have a ceremony and we take photos and they, you know, enjoy the, the city. And then um, we have weddings like Paris weddings, like intimate weddings, big weddings. I even fly to, to the U.S. I shot a couple of weddings in Miami, you know, and the breakers with Chengiz. Mm-hmm. We went to Laguna Beach uh, and I shot a wedding in New York also. So uh, it's, it's really um, interesting. So I was saying that my job is to book as many photo shoots as possible for my team. And they're going to do this every day. But I, ideally, I would want them to also take uh, clients on their own, something that is different than what they do every day. Because doing something different, taking their own clients, uh, helps them have more responsibility and also to grow because they're doing something different, you know? So I encourage them to do that. This is our vision, you know? So... Um, this is how we do it. So I remembered, I wanted to, 
I wanted to tell you about, you know, what I think uh, we can do as business owners to keep the people that we're working with uh, close to us. Okay. Okay. So, so, and the first, the, you know, the first time, do you hear the baby? I hear the baby. Hear, the just... baby's happy. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> Yeah, I missed the baby. Uh, yeah, so I, haven't seen, I haven't seen her in an hour. It's uh, <laughs> it's challenging to work, you know, as an entrepreneur from your home and always have distractions like the baby and all that. But it's also rewarding because, you know, uh, you work hard and then you go for five minutes and you go with the baby. Yeah, and, and, and it gives you energy, it, uh, you know, it re-energizes you. So, so I was thinking about, you know, what motivated me? when I was doing this, like, how can I, how, how can I give that experience to someone who's working with me? So, uh, first of all, if we, if you're growing a team, one of the main things that you can offer to your photographers, for example, is the possibility to live from their passion. Okay. okay. They can work from their, um, their passion photography. Right. And then I think that you can you have to of course uh, give them a consistent financial financial reward because they have to pay the bills right and okay you have to be motivated by that and can we stop here for a second and could yeah. i ask you this question when you when somebody works for you do they get a salary or they get a commission on the shoot they get a commission on the okay. shoot all right yeah so they can be motivated uh by you know by the shoots okay so and I think that the other important thing that uh, we are offering our photographers is freedom. So here's the deal. Each photographer in our team manages their own calendar. Okay. Okay. Because uh, it, I don't want to, uh, you know, fix their calendars or like work now or then. They can do whatever they want. If they want to work for three weeks in Paris and then they want to travel for a week and stay on the beach sipping on pina coladas, you can do that. They can do totally, you know, they, they can manage however they want their calendar. Okay. And we give them their, that freedom. And my goal is actually to uh, give, give them work whenever they want to work. Now, it's funny because, you know, it's, I think that it's important in, in the business that we are, you know, uh, doing ph photography. We work not only with our eyes and brains, but we, also with our bodies. So it's, mm -hmm. a, it's very, uh, how to say, um, Solicitating, right? It's how to say, like it's challenging. It's, it's challenging and it's very demanding. Demanding, that's it. Yeah, soliciting in French. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> so it's very demanding on the body, and you need to get rest. And I know how it is oh, from my own experience to work a lot. Like where I wake up every morning uh, early and go out and shoot, and it's physical, right? And I think that you need to get some rest. And and it's interesting because I'm telling the photographers, you know, like please book dates here and get rest and all that, and and. And um, we try to be mindful about it. And um, we give them this freedom to manage the calendars. And then I ask them, you know, how many, how many shoots would you like to have a month? And they are like, as many as possible, bring them over. And I'm like, well, that's the dream of, you know, a business owner. Like who has, uh, you know, people who work with him, who tell them like, give me more work, you know, like this, like, a dream so and that that's also a responsibility for me because when i hear my team telling me like give me more shoots that's a good motivation for me to go out and do more uh work for them you know to bring oh, that's more clients. Awesome. so you're a really good boss that's what it comes down to <laughs> i don't know well i care i care about my uh my team i, I don't consider them employees i consider them my photographers my my team and um I put myself, I try to put myself on the same level. I don't even know how they see me. You have to ask them how they see me, but. Uh, I have a pretty good idea how they see you. And it's like a really good thing. And we actually have a comment here. Maria okay. says, Fran, you're not only a good photographer, but a great human being as well. So, and I've heard so many great things about you that I can back up this Thank comment. <laughs> So, okay. So you get, you know, you have your team, you are flexible, you trust them. You also encourage them to go and shoot on their own. Mm -hmm. But finding people that have, because overall you have a brand, the brand is called the Paris photographer. You have a certain way that you guys shoot. You have a certain aesthetic that you have to follow, right? It's not like yes. a free for all. You come and shoot whatever you want. You know, you have to follow certain guidance. 
How sure. do you find those artists? How have you, is this people that come to you and then you teach them? Like, how is the process? I teach them how to doggy, teach them, teach them how to doggy. No, well, um, every time I hear that word, I just uh, instantly uh, think about the song. Uh, oh, no. I, grew up, I grew up with hip hop, so that's why. But uh, that's interesting because I think I'm so grateful, and I'm and I and I'm, I consider myself lucky to be surrounded by so many people of great quality and my team, right? And I. I'm very lucky, and if that's how I consider it. My wife will tell you it's not luck, friend. It's like you attract people. You like you attract them with your energy, and you know, with the the way you know we built everything. But uh, that's partially uh, true, in the sense that what we put out there, what I put out there, I don't want to sound you know demanding, pretentious. <laughs> what we what we put out there, and showing our personality and what we do and and also how people see us in real life because i'm out shooting and people see me when i'm out shooting and interacting with with other people um that what we put out there that might attract or repel repel people right so so far i didn't recruited anyone all my everyone in my team came to me and said either they said I like this. I, I like what you do. I want to do the same thing. Or they told me, I want to be you. I want to be the next Paris photographer. And I'm like, calm down. <laughs> I told them, okay, that's great. You know? And um, I think that first, of course, and, and I had a, many people who, who came up and said, okay, can I assist you? Can I come along? I never say no. I always tell people like, of course, of course, come along. And, and, and they come along, they assist me. And then I, you know, you have to get along with people and, and talking to people, you, um, you, you kind of get a sense of who they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm very honest. I'm like, sometimes I'm like too honest to people and I'm very transparent. So, and that might be shocking to someone and, but it's a very good way to see how they think, you know? So I try to, you know, be, um, be a good judge of character mm-hmm. and so if the person would fit, would get along with me and would be a good fit for, for me as a friend first, not necessarily to be, to work with me. And that the human uh, quality or the, the personality is the most important uh, aspect when mm-hmm. we decide to work with someone. I am a strong believer that skill can be learned. We all have potential, you know, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if you believe in that. I believe so good. Like I'm loving where this is going. (laughs) Perfect. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I spent a lot of time teaching all the photographers in my team, everything that I know. And, and I'm constantly giving them feedback, which is sometimes challenging because not everyone takes, you know, feedback or criticism the same way. So Mm -hmm. Challenging, you know, but uh, uh, I'm trying to teach them and I'm trying to. Here's the interesting thing I think this is the most important thing that if someone who's listening to us can, if they can go away with this, I think it's, it's, it's gonna, it's already win, you know. I, I encourage my photographers, my team to develop their own artistic vision. Okay. Okay. Photography is subjective. Yes, we do have a brand. We do take certain type of photos, but I encourage each photographer to de- develop his his or hers her own style, her okay. own artistic vision. Because photography is very subjective. We feel we photograph with our heart. Yeah, it's yeah. We use the camera and the eyes, and we see. But it's with our hearts. We connect with the people with our hearts, you know. And that's how we uh, capture uh, the images. That's how we create the images, actually. So. It all depends on each person's personality and their own artistic vision, how their portfolio will look and uh, that will get them booked, you know? So I think, yeah. I I love this. I love what you have mentioned that a skill can be learned. And I think that I a hundred percent agree with you saying that I rather work with somebody that I get along because again, I can teach them what I want them to learn. But if it's somebody that is fantastic, let's say at photography, but like we are going to clash, this is going to go nowhere. So 
that a hundred percent. And I also like that. I mean, you're so smart. I love this. Um, you have a team, as I said, of six people. And since you allow them to have their own vision, it comes quite great for your brand because you're like, listen, this is, you know, we have different photographers. We're different, you know, a little bit of styles. Which one is going to be the perfect match for you? So you're really thinking about connecting your clients with who is going to be the best person for the job and not just who is here to take the photo, which is like finally delivering a fantastic experience for the client. You know what? That's true. Thank you. So, <laughs> so that's, uh, well, you see, we, we, uh, managed to get to that hashtag goal that we set in the beginning of there the conversation because I'm learning something from you. You see, maybe we do things uh, from by intuition, and and you are right. Yes, and and here's something that uh, a business owner uh, should do with his precious time. You know, if he wants or he or she wants to grow the, the business, I think that the most important thing that they can do is to spend time on marketing and begin with understanding the client's desires, you know, uh, wants and their objections and fears and everything. And if I spend time almost every day on the website chat and I talk to clients, I talk to clients directly because I want to understand exactly how they feel and what they're looking for so that what we offer is not disconnected with what they're looking for. Okay. And you're so right. You are right. Yeah. We do try to offer them, you know, photographers who are good, not not only in a certain style of photos, but in a certain style of photography in the sense that some photographers, some, yeah, some photographers might be very good at proposals, capturing proposals, candid photos, while other photographers might be more, uh, how do you say, more skilled for individual or family portraits like still portraits you know and you know we have photographers who are very who have a very keen um, attention to details that sense of you know details feminine approach and stuff like that and, and it's perfect because we have a range of um, different artists who have different vision and it's amazing yeah. This is so smart and what a great point for anybody that is thinking to grow their business is, I mean, I think that you have taught us so many things so far, yeah. uh, you know, work with people that you like, don't be like, be generous with your knowledge. And also at the end of the day, you have your business to cater to clients. So if you have within your umbrella, within your brand, you have different people that have, you know, different important things you know like things as personality how they approach business that's going to be at the end of the day an asset for your business because you have diversity and when you have diversity you can photograph a thousand people a year <laughs> yeah well i think that we're gonna we're gonna by the end of the year we're gonna have 1100 approximately clients this like i'm mind this i'm mind we, still, by that number. we still have we still have one month and three weeks right yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. So if you guys have any questions in the comments, please ask. There's a little bit of a delay, so we're going to get to the questions. I'm going to get this comment here because, again, this is like testament of who you are. And we have Daniel here. I think he works for you. Or he works under, you know, your brand. And he says, the way Fran works with us, he's highly eligible for the Boss of the Year Award. So there is that. Well, it, it feels flattering, yes. Daniel is part of the team, indeed. Daniel's going to get a bonus here. Just kidding, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, all. thank you for the compliments. I prefer checks. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this is good. So I, I'm let's, very lucky. Um, let's talk about this. Um, I know. I know you have given us so many pieces of advice, but if you have... Again, one important piece of advice after this conversation. What's something that you would like people to know after this broadcast? Okay, so this is something very important because I try to um, live my life with this mentality. So I think that this is something very important. I, I believe in it 100%. So I was mentioning earlier that uh, everyone should do something meaningful. Okay, they should not look for, and, and I'm not looking for uh, being happy. I'm rarely happy during a day, you know, from time to time when my daughter smiles to, to me, I'm, I'm going to be happy. Or when we book a thousand photo shoots, I'm 
might drink. I'm going to get a, a glass of champagne this evening and I'm going to celebrate that and happiness. But people should do meaningful things because it's going to be easier for them to, to handle all the difficulties that they're going to uh, encounter, you know, throughout their entrepreneurial adventure. Then you, I try to focus on growing. And I think that we should all focus on growing, becoming better than who we are and more than who we are. And this is valid for both in the business as well as on our personal level. So for example, if you have a business and um, you don't change anything to your business, you just go forward with it the way it is, the market evolves, the market changes, right? Technology, everything, the market evolves. Competition evolves. Competition is becoming smarter and smarter. If you don't grow, very soon you're going to be left behind and you're going to die. Right? Your, your business yep. will not be successful. So you have to grow. You have to uh, test new things. You have to learn new things. You have to learn and to apply what you learn because it's not enough to learn. You know, I, I realized I'm, I, I did an assess, assessment. I looked at on my phone uh, in the bed. I have a, a book on the computer. I'm reading. I'm reading nine books right now. Nine books. That's not productive uh, at all. But what I do is that I find an information and I stop the book and, and I put it aside and I start writing in my notes on my to-do list, you know, like hey, implement this, you know, and um, I, I think we should focus on growing. That's, that's the second important thing. And the third thing is we have to be persistent because mm -hmm. it's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough to try something once. Or twice, you know, we have to uh, we have to persist in it and until we win. Because I think that uh, the life uh, of like even well even life, but if we're talking strictly about business, you know, uh, the life of an entrepreneur is a series of games that we have to play, and we might win some, we might lose some. We have to keep moving forward. You know, we have to be, we lose once, we lose, lose twice. We have to be persistent. The third time we're going to win, you know, uh, or if we don't win, we change. So, so I'm a big fan of testing things. Okay. You know, like we test a strategy or we test something. I usually come up with an idea or someone tells me like, why don't we do this? You know? And I'm like, yeah, why don't we do that? Like, let's quickly test it. Would it be a good thing or bad thing? You know, and if it's very easy, I implement it and we do it. Like, for example, this year, uh, this was a huge fear of mine this year because um, I didn't have that much time to spend on the business when the baby arrived. Mm -hmm. And we we implemented the online booking system. So let's say that if you want to come to Paris and you want to take romantic photos or any kind of photos with us, you don't even have to write us. You go to the website, you go to pricing, you look at the, the photographers, the, the you know, the photographer that you like the portfolio the most and you select a package, you book it, you choose a date, you book it and you start preparing your photo shoot. You focus on the most important things, you know, like what kind of dresses should I wear? You know, uh, who do I hire for hair and makeup? Where do we take photos and that kind of stuff, you know? I so, love, I know, I want to stop here for a second. Uh, your website is so good. I mean, has to be so good to uh, book that many people. But I did a little test because you have like, I, I don't remember exactly, but it's like, let us plan your day. And like you have, you ask questions. And then after I give you my questions, you give me like the best photo shoot. What would be the best photo shoot for me? So you give uh -huh. me like, oh, this package would be the best package for what you are looking for. And mm -hmm. I was like, damn, this is good. This man is good. <laughs> well, you know, we implemented that on the website because it's, it's called a quiz because we had, you know, clients who were uh, writing us and we were having a conversation and we realized that, uh, the, the clients need some answers to their question. So we told, we, I told myself like, why not implement that on the website and, you know, let them figure out by themselves what they like without having to answer me, right? without having to, you know, have a conversation where they would have certain feelings. So they can do it by themselves. And uh, so we implemented that in March and I was so afraid, you know, because we changed completely the way we we did marketing uh, before people used to write us a message and we had a genuine conversation with them and then we had to change that from emails to online bookings and change the whole marketing the website and um, the way we interact with uh, our clients on instagram and everywhere and it has been a total success 
we we grew the business for like 30% right I'm there. sure it's a success because you are killing two things which is time kills all deals I said so first of all when somebody sends you an email and you take you know a couple of hours to reply they probably had to move on with another photographer or they have forgotten or the yeah. excitement of booking a session has passed it has happened to me so I'm sure it happens to people so right there you're cutting oh. that in the middle you're like giving them answers right away a button to pay done and on your end you're saving time that you don't need to go back and forth and answer the same question that people had asked you probably a thousand times True. so so brilliant I'm so <laughs> impressed. <laughs> we have Thank a question you. here uh, from Carlo and he says because we move we talk uh, this we talk about this a little bit he says how do you know when to move on when an idea did not work as much as you imagined and how do you deal with the way forward hmm. Good question. I think that you, you can have a, a good sense of if, if something is not working, you know, you can, you can sense it right away. Like if something is not working, it's not giving you a, well, set a goal for it. Set a goal like, okay, I'm going to try the strategy. If it brings me uh, three clients, then it's good. I'm going to be happy with it. If not, I'm going to change it. Look at how other people are implementing that strategy. How do they use it? And if you, I believe that if you know your clients, your clientele very good, and you spend enough time talking to them, then you're going to be able to, you know, uh, how to say, uh, sharpen that strategy or, or add. Carolina, did I lose you? I'm here. I'm here. Something happened on my end, but I'm still here. Okay. That's a great, uh, great advice. You have been so generous. And I just want to point out, if you are listening to this podcast or watching this live, I have over 70 episodes on my podcast. We talk about marketing. We talk about finding the right clients. So listen, get some headphones and go to town listening to some amazing content. Um, what is something, you know, we talk a lot about business and all that, and you're super busy. Again, 1,000 photo shoots a year. Like, I can't even. Like, I, I'm tired already <laughs> just thinking about that. Uh, but what is something that you are loving right now? It doesn't have to be business-related. Something that makes oh, you happy. It's going to sound cheesy, but uh, I, I enjoy more and more spending time with my wife and my baby. Aww. Because I have been working so much during the past five years. You know, it required a lot of sacrifices and you know compromises and a lot of work to get where we are today and my wife my wife works with me which makes it even more challenging because even when we were having lunch or dinner we would still talk about business and it that's a little bit stressful you know in the life of a couple but uh, uh i think that we managed to find the right balance and now with the baby i just like to spend time and I want to spend as much time as possible with them. So uh, that's why I'm only taking a few select clients uh, on, you know, uh, every year. And um, that's also the reason why I built this team of talented photographers who can take on as many shoots as possible and give me a little bit of free time with my family. Oh, that's so good. And what I, I mean, such an inspiration. I think that what you have done within the industry is really admirable. As a person, I think you, I mean, this is the first time that we actually talk, but I've been, as I said, I've been following you for years. So like, I know, and I have, we have friends in common. So like, I know the kind, the quality of human being that you are like, no, like everybody that knows you have nothing but like amazing things to say about you. I found this conversation super, super useful, generous, exciting. And next time I'm in Paris, we need to go and, you know, have coffee or something like that. I'd love to meet your baby and your wife. So like, definitely for sure. So yes. Where, Let us know. We're gonna get grab some macarons together. Definitely. So, where could people find you? I'm the Paris photographer. What there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's true in the sense that they can find me on Instagram at the Paris photographer, on the website, theparisphotographer.com, and Facebook. It's the same name. Pinterest, Facebook, we're everywhere. Love it. So go on, connect with friends, give tons of likes to the photos because it's amazing. If you are going to Paris, go get yourself a cool photo shoot by the Paris photographer. And again, I cannot thank you enough for this conversation. I think it was super useful for all the photographers out there thinking, considering how to grow a team. And again, the Talk Republic, it's always open for you if you ever want to talk any business shenanigans with us. We would love to have you back. 
I would appreciate it. And, and it has been really helpful for me because I realized a few things and uh, it's a very good motivation to uh, talk about what we did and what we're doing. And I hope that it's going to touch uh, a few people. And if anyone wants to uh, get any advice or they want to learn from me, they they can write me a message and I'd be glad to share some of uh, some of our, you know, strong points or whatever I, I learned and uh, references and all that. And thank you for giving me this opportunity. It means a lot, Caroline. No, so thank much. you. And for all of you that join us live, thank you for watching us. If you are new to the Talk Republic, I try to do these conversations where people are doing amazing things in the industry once a week or very so often. I have the podcast, so come join us, be a part of the group. And again, thank you for joining us and I'll catch you very soon. Ciao. Bye-bye. Au revoir. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.